I think a lot about my own future company and like w- how it will work. And child Porn Unlimited. Yes, LLC. Child Porn Unlimited LLC. But when when it's after the cataclysm. Little Little Cocks. Yeah. <laughs> Tinycockshaming.com, my <laughs> business. Uh, <laughs> so. Uh, I'm a man. I like men. <laughs> Hey, hey, everybody. Hello. I saw this news story, and it was interesting to me because I love bad company stuff. Yeah. And uh, it was in a publication called Dot LA, and the website is Dot, D-O-T, and then Dot LA, excuse me to describe it. But as everyone knows, we've discussed bird scooters in the past. Bird scooters. <laughs> oh, nice. Class from the back. Yeah. Isaac went Bird on. scooters. Bird scooters. Birds. Bird scooters. Bird. You went on the Conway show, but the guy was, Mark Thompson was hosting that day because Conway was somewhere else. Yeah, it's because I was embroiled with uh, Mark Thompson's wife. Not wife, girlfriend. Oh. She worked at a, the same place as me and I was on her team and She's extremely manipulative. Hmm. So I think she must have Googled things about me and known that I like liked being on the radio. Yeah. So she hooked me up to be on the radio with her boyfriend at yes. the time, who was this guy. And I think What does he look like? I think it's a way of like trying to like get me on her side. Oh. She also used to do other really creepy, weird shit, like slip people like hundred dollar bills. That was a big thing of hers. Is that and, bad? Uh, I'd like a hundred dollar bill yeah, slipped she, to me. She would like give them like and be like, You're the best. Oh. And then, but then she sounds great. No, no. And then you would like do something wrong. And she'd be like, she would turn on she'd you, take and, hundred dollars away, and like be deeply cruel. Venmo me that very Ellen esque, very mm. Ellen esque, and yes. her just extremely bad. She was eventually pushed out of the old company that I worked That's for because she got so many complaints against her. Deeply evil, pure your least favorite type of workplace employer. Nice. Like views her job as entirely her identity ah, and is entirely wrapped yes. up in it. Yes. And, uh, I don't know you, ma'am, but you do not sound like someone I would like. No, you would give me a hundred dollars, and I might change my mind. But it would always like be, you know, it was it was always feast and famine. It yeah. would be like I'm gonna fucking rip your fucking head off, or give you a hundred dollars. Be a back and forth. Who, what, I'd rather just have my enemy, my enemy. Yeah, I don't have time to go back and forth. No, she was really evil. And you went on Literally this show like um, two years ago now, and well known as an evil person in in the industry. All right, we, let's not spend but, too much time. Uh, okay. What was I saying? Uh, you went on this show. Mark Thompson was hosting, and for some reason, you were called in as an expert on. Bird scooters. Bird scooters. And you gave a long interview about riding them. Yeah. And what was, we should maybe play that whole thing in the future sometime because it's so bizarre. He sounds completely mind boggled by you riding around on electric scooters that are rentable. I love them. I'm, I'm very pro, uh, very pro, pro micro mobility, yes. as we know. And we did a, an episode sort of about transportation. One of our like very heady, not fun episodes, um, but we talked extensively about bird scooters and everything else. So uh, the story was in .LA, and it was an article with some amusing quotes about these layoffs that happened at Bird. They yeah. laid off a shit ton of people. Yes. And uh, we're going to go through the pieces of the article, and then we're going to actually listen to the layoff call. 
which is great fun. Uh, this is from .LA. Last Friday morning, 406 Bird employees who had been working from home for two weeks because of the coronavirus and bleary-eyed from putting in longer than usual days in an unprecedented effort to rapidly wind down global operations in cities around the world received a generic-sounding Zoom webinar and an invitation titled COVID-19 Update. Travis Vander Zanden, 41, a former top Uber executive who founded Bird only three years ago, had abruptly canceled the previous Thursday's regular bi-weekly all-hands meeting, referred to internally as Bird Fams. Should be killed. At 10.30 a.m., <laughs> employees logged on to Zoom but were greeted only by a crackling silence. Crackling. Meetings at Bird are usually always punctual and more frenzied Slack messages followed. Is there audio? Why can't I hear anything? And somebody's last name I can't pronounce. Message her colleagues. We never start late, another employee remembers thinking. This is strange. Something feels off. For the next five minutes, employees stared at a sparse slide with a dark gray background that said only COVID-19. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. Wait, you missed the part in here where they're like sniping each other before the meeting. That's an important part. Okay, did you well, did you get that? No, let me get it. Okay, so no, no, no. Don't, I'll, I'll, just, I'll just say it. So before the meeting... Uh, they had thought this was going to be wait bird fams. You well, you just, you sort of just like s- skip this part. Yeah. So they thought this was going to be a bird fam, a bird fam, bird scooters, bird fam. Uh, they thought it was going to be a bird fam. When should we play that sound effect? Because I don't know what it applies to yet. But Maybe I do just enjoy annoying it. boomers. Annoying boomers. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> One hundred percent. Bird scooters. <laughs> that is perfect for that. You guys just witnessed. <laughs> it's rare we add something to the soundboard. Yeah, during live. Today it happened. Um. Okay. So, <laughs> bird the 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 bird fam is coming up, and everybody in the whole company. I think there's like a thousand employees or something. Uh, is like, oh, we have a bird fam coming up. And then some people realize they're not invited to the bird fam. Ah. So they start slacking each other, being like, wait, are you invited to the fucking thing? Are you not? And so they're, they're realizing impending doom is ah, coming. Yes, yes, you yes. Know? It's very sad. Added to sad. logging in and on your screen is COVID-19. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and it's just sitting there, like no sound, COVID-19. Uh, the meeting was scheduled to last half an hour, but ended up only going for two minutes. This is what was caught from the... Uh, bird zoom call this is what they got i also want to acknowledge that like most everything we're experiencing right now this is a suboptimal way to deliver such a message <laughs> this is how people talk We've in the all... tech world this is a suboptimal way yeah it's suboptimal so what they did was the leadership of the company wrote out this script and then gave it to a communications lackey mm. to have to read no i think it's his assistant oh is it his assistant i think this is his administrative in the article they say they don't know who it was no i think this is i heard later that this was his executive assistant yeah the covid19 pandemic radically (laughs) it's actually a voice actress (laughs) 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 they hired a voiceover person to spotify ads we get a great vo person there is have you you don't have like free spotify right you have paid spotify no yeah i have paid spotify so on free spotify there is this commercial for anchor which is a podcast service, mm-hmm. and it has the most aggravating female voice because she's like pretending she's about to start recording a podcast. So she goes, okay, recording. Oh, and, yeah, wait, I think I've heard oh this. Oh, my God. I think I've heard this. Oh, I, I have heard that. I, I want to throw this. my phone into the water. Okay, 
Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah that's yeah, exactly yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, yeah, I have that. heard that. It's her. Yeah, because Gracie like, has non-paid uh-huh. and sometimes it plays. Yeah, and it makes that. me so mad. I, I, I'm like, can you fucking get the paid? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> In as little as four short weeks with prolonged changes that are yet to be fully known or seen. COVID-19 has also had a massive impact on our business. One that has forced our leadership team. So she's already, she's already doing the voice trembly podcast voice thing. Like she might actually be sad. Cause she's, Oh, give me a fucking break. She's reading from a piece of paper, but it's like lady, you don't need your voice to tremble. Be fucking professional. If you're going to be this emissary, don't also be it's spineless. Well, if it's his assistant, she's maybe it's just some poor girl that has to read it. No, is this to totally you think it's fake? Difficult and painful yeah. decisions. Painful decisions. One of those decisions is to eliminate a number of roles at the company. Ah, yes, eliminating a eliminating number a roles. number of roles. A suboptimal way. Suboptimal. To I am talking very slowly. Suboptimal. Unfortunately. Your role is impacted by this decision. <laughs> she and she also sounds like a computer. Uh, Unfortunately, the, your role is impacted by this decision. She's talking like a computer, off. both like a computer and like somebody on the verge of tears. Yes. And Friday, April third, will be your last day with Bird. This is very difficult to hear during an already challenging time. Please know that I along with all of the leadership team at Bird, recognize and are grateful See, for you. it's somebody who they no, know. She says I. But she's not referring to herself. The writer of the the statement was that Travis Van Der Zanden guy. Oh, God. But okay, he made, let's finish it and then criticize. He made somebody Travis else Van read it. Thank you for helping build Bird and for making it so very, very, very special. When we come out of the other side of this unimaginable storm and begin to scale up, Unpause markets, increase fleets, Unpause support markets. riders, build products. Like you can hear and the more. person. Yeah, they just Slack. We hope we can work Voice together. Voice memo again. Yeah. <laughs> As a next step, please check your personal email later today for specifics with regard to severance, medical benefits, an extended window to exercise options, and additional resources available to you from Bird. We know you will have a number of questions upon receiving this news and encourage you to reach out to talent-support.bird.co. We will respond to all questions as immediately as possible. Thank you. Be safe and be well. Oh, Oh, so many things wrong with that. Everything is wrong with that. Kill yourself. Every single thing imaginable is wrong with that. Everything is wrong. Totally. Nothing right was done. Total disaster. <laughs> 409 people just fucking done. Yeah. So here's, the, here's the, the piece relevant to who was doing it. Almost no one recognized the voice, and there remains disagreement about who had the unfortunate job of delivering the message. But this much is clear. It was not Vander Zanden or a top executive. So they gave that to somebody to read. You, you, you think that it's... I think later on it came out that it was the assistant that yeah. did it. It was a cowardly move, said a bird manager. Travis. I mean, it's a little look. It's obviously somebody in the company. Yes, of course. I think it was the assistant. I've, I've heard it was the, the person. It was assistant. a cowardly move, said a bird manager. Travis did not want to deliver the news. It sounded like a recording, and it was very strange and ominous, said an operations employee. 
Vander Zanden, who tweets sparingly and has been silent on the messaging service since late January, defended the meeting Saturday in a reply to a recounting of the meeting that had gone viral. We did not let employees go with a pre-recording. It was via a live Zoom meeting, not ideal either, because we're all working from home during COVID. Video was turned off, which we thought was more humane. In Why re- was that more humane? I don't know. In retrospect, we should have made one-on-one calls to the hundreds impacted over the course of a few yeah, days. Yeah, it's definitely more humane to just have it say COVID-19 with a <laughs> faceless voice. That's so much more humane. Love having my layoff news delivered by Hal. Also, 9, well, how about you do it, you fucking bitch? Well, of course. That's the I mean, thing. like, look, I love this guy's company, and I love, I, I don't know They're anything. They're fun. I, I don't know anything about him. Yeah. But I love what he's managed to create. I don't like his name, annoys me. Wow. Travis Vanderzanden. Yeah, I guess. sounds so made he, up. Well, he, yeah, maybe he's yeah. Dutch, probably. Um, but uh, the Dutch. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's just very, we, we, dude. If you're gonna do it, it here's the the one way he could have gotten out of this, and I bet this is how this started. I bet where he fucked up is this. I bet. They were debating a lot how to do this. And I'm sure they were thinking about it because they knew it would be public, Mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. And I bet they were like, they were like, it should come from you, Travis Vander Zanden. Yeah. And he was like, yeah, you know what? You're totally right. It should come from me. It should come from me. And they was like, but Travis, you can't really call 403 people, which is obviously, I don't blame him. That's not practical. You can't call that no, many I mean, people. No, I mean, your boss. Right, exactly. Or whoever the person you would so, so, so they were like, okay, well, Travis, you should write something and read it to all these people so they can know that's the most efficient way to do it, blah, yeah. blah, blah. And he was like, you know what? You're right. But then somewhere along the way, some idiot said, wait, no, maybe we should let Sarah do it. Because yeah. Sarah's like, she'll like... She's a be, sympathetic She's voice. sympathetic. Yeah. She'll, she'll be crying. She sounds sad. It'll, yeah, she sounds sad. It'll like let him off the hook. She's the voice of you, really. She's, the she's real. always answering your phones and <laughs> yes, calling people yes, on your behalf. Exactly. People know Sarah. People know Sarah. They know people her know voice. Sarah. It's comforting they, to they, them. They'll be, ha- they'll be comforted yeah. that it's Sarah. Yeah. That's they'll exactly it. That is exactly it. And their moment of, of trial. And then they're like, okay, we'll have Sarah read it. And Sarah's probably like... Okay, yeah. I have to fucking read this. Like, wait, like this sucks, <laughs> you know. And then Sarah gets stuck doing it, and then it just it comes off totally fucked up because there's yeah. too many cooks in the kitchen telling him what to do. Yes, exactly. you know what I mean. Whereas, if they were going to be cold about it, they should should have been fucking cold about it. And if they were going to be friendly, they should have been friendly. It's the worst you know? of all possible options. Right? It's, they but just this is totally. This fucked is it common up. with layoffs. Is that people they almost forget like what human beings need in that moment. They they always fuck it up. I've been through I think one layoff period in in my work history, and yeah. they did the same bizarre stuff. Yeah. Like they gathered, they laid off a bunch of people, and then they gathered everyone in a room to deliver the news. But they forgot there was a swing shift that came in, and some of those people were being laid off. So they gathered everyone. They're like, guys, all the layoffs are over. If you're here, you're safe. Oh, except you guys. <laughs> <laughs> and then they had to take them into a room and lay them off. And then they're like, you know, that's it. That's everything yeah. that's going to happen. Everyone's been laid off. But we had a Chicago office. And the next day, because the CEO wanted to deliver the news personally, he goes to the Chicago office and tells them that office is closing. So they've been through a layoff oh, once. Oh, God. And then, the and then they're told layoff. they're safe. <laughs> and then they're like, by the way, we're closing this office too. So you guys are definitely out of a job in, yeah. in three months. The, my whole issue with it, with it in general is the... And I've been fired many times. I've never been laid off. <laughs> but they always handle it in these also these very strange ways where yeah. it's like an ambush. My thing is just fucking... Like, just be honest. Yeah. Just be really fucking straightforward with people. You know, and... 
I think a lot about my own future company and like w- how it will work. And child Porn Unlimited. Yes, LLC. Child Porn Unlimited LLC. But when when it's after the cataclysm. Little Little Cox. Yeah. <laughs> Tinycockshaming.com, my <laughs> business. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, I'm a man. I like men. Um, I it's going to be brutal in terms of this in, in terms of the shit because it should be brutal. Hmm. It should be, you should be like you're not only are you getting laid off. Here's why you're a useless piece of shit. You spend too much time doing this and this. Well, that, that's what it should be. At Instead, the ideal they company, do all this coddling, and it's like the coddling is worse. At the ideal, com- At the ideal company, I mean, layoffs are different than firing, right? But at the ideal company, when you get fired, it shouldn't be a surprise. You should be like, "Yeah, this was. I knew this was coming." That's the way that it should be. Like I you mean, shouldn't right. even need to be told. Right. They should be like, "You're fired," and you should go like. Yep. Yeah, I, yeah. Th- I know that because you've been telling me how much I suck yeah. for the past three weeks. No, I exactly. expected this to happen. I'm yeah. surprised it took this long. Exactly. Instead, everybody's so, it's too much emotional management. I remember it so to this day. So I have. Well, you can do emotional management, but it's about the reality is you're letting them go. Yeah, that's right. established. So it's mean. So you it's a mean thing. You can't sugarcoat exactly. that. You exactly. can give them respect as human beings yeah, absolutely. and say, listen, this is not a personal decision. This is the finances of the company. This is what we have to deal well, with. And, this is how but it's it going to personal. I mean, at a certain point, it is personal. It's like you haven't listened, person. No, but a layoff is not always a personal thing. It's no, just it's like not. we're it's winding not. down this end of our operations. Yeah, sure. This department's not making any money. That's not your fault. But we yeah, can't. Keep but we carrying can't keep it. Right, right. So, well, and that's true. In that instance, it's true. I think that you can do that, and people are smart enough to know, like, yeah, business is business, like. I'm, I have as much value as like a Mac workstation, yeah. right? As soon as it's out of date or doesn't have the necessary skills or can't be updated any further or it's just not worth putting any more money into, it's going to be tossed. I, I still remember my first job in LA was this uh, really asshole uh, agent. Yeah, your, your friend. It was him and six very young gay men in a mansion in <laughs> Hollywood Hills and me, which was obviously a huge mistake by what? Everyone, what were the on everyone's doing? part. What were they doing? They were working for this very powerful agent. Okay. They're all assistants? And uh, Yeah, all assistants. Have I told you my theory? Assistants in various ways. Have I told you about my theory about assistants at media companies in LA where they switch between young women and gay men? And when the women get too lazy, they fire them. And when the gay men get too bossy, they fire them. Mm. So they just alternate between. It's a good theory. Yeah. But this was clearly a, this was a gay guy. So he wanted young, hot dudes. He wanted hot, there. young flesh. He wanted sorry. hot, young flesh. And there was a lot of hot, young flesh. Ooh. In there. Yeah, yeah. And, I'm a man. Uh, I like men. It was horrible, obviously, um, for me. I mean, but I will say one thing. So I, it was a terrible, terrible experience. Absolutely, he was scarring. abusive. Oh, abusive, yeah. absolutely scarring. Classic. This was sort of the old Hollywood way. Yeah. He was like kind of a, you know, classically evil Hollywood. Right, guy. Used to be able, yeah. To I really mean, be I think you asshole. still can, but at, not really. It's anymore. been yeah, yeah. significantly decreased. Exactly. You can't treat people that way anymore. Yes. So I was sort of the tail end of still being able to treat people yeah. that way. Actually, it's funny. Hollywood Reporter hired me to write an article about this exact thing oh. about how you used to be able to treat that way, yes. and you can't anymore. Yeah. And I wrote it, and they didn't like it, and I didn't get published. Why it's didn't they still like one it? of my big, probably because it sucked. But uh, you published it on your medium. Uh, yeah, I did in a different form later. Okay. Yeah, um, but uh, so um, that was through Matthew Baloney, who just got fired from, who just left 
THR because mm-hmm. of various reasons. Because he's full of baloney. Well no, no, well, no, but actually I think he left because he was trying to write negative things about certain people in Hollywood and they wouldn't let him. Mm. So it might have been the reason. I was calling this guy out in this article. I was naming him. Right. Which I was fine. I don't care. Yeah. But uh, so anyway, when he fired me, which was obvious. I mean, I we hated each other, yeah. obviously. Um, and they thought I was clearly a very different person than I was when I showed up. You know what I mean? They were probably just like, oh, yeah, add this guy to the mix. And I was just like not at all a fit. I mean, I was obviously like not having it. And so it was a horrible experience. Yeah. Um, but Men showing each other their it, asshole pictures. Well, it was like, a lot of a lot of gay shit, and you know, not that anything's wrong with gay shit. It was just not for me, and uh, and I had no. Fu- I mean, I didn't know how to. It was also on me. I mean, it, so when he fired me, he wrote me a really mean email mm. about all the reasons why I, or at least several reasons. Do you have the email? I'm sure I could dig Let's it up. Let's read it. Uh, I don't want to do that right now, but I, later. No, at some point. Um, about like what I Patreon was... Patreon content. Yeah, about like what was wrong with me. And he was like, Isaac, and it, there was no reason to write this email. There's no reason to like get his punches before I was gone. He's, you know, he could have just let me go. Because he's a, an abusive He's an abusive asshole, bag. right. He's yes. an abusive bad person. That's what people do that are abusive. Right. It's like, but, it's not enough. Yeah, I need to stab you. I, really, I need to I'm punch you, you on, on the way, way out. out. Right, yes. The, he was definitely, I'm going to fuck you on yeah. the way out. But I will say, the thing he said, he was like, Isaac, you're the type of person who just wants to show up and have everything be easy for you. You don't want to do any of the work. You don't want to, you know, work your way up in any fucking way. And that one thing that he said, I'm sure there was a lot of, a lot of other horseshit in this yeah, email, personal but thing. that one thing really did stick with me. And you know what? He was exactly fucking right. Mm. He was right. And it, so in a way, I hate this man very much, and I sometimes fantasize about killing him. But at the other, on the other hand, there's a little bit of a weird like respect that I have for him because I was like, at least he had the decency to like call me out in Nailed a way, it. you know what I mean? He was right. Yeah. And if without him saying that to me, I probably would be worse <clears throat> off in a way, you know what I mean? It's like he did help me actually by being willing to be such an well, asshole. Just imagine though, if that had if he'd been a tough boss, but yeah, not but an but not one. an abusive one, exactly. No. This is this is right. the problem. Totally. I got into the, a Twitter argument about this very thing. It was some Amy Klobuchar reference. <laughs> Somebody posted a thing about Amy Klobuchar. You know, her thing wasn't a big deal because the standard of being a boss. And I'm like, throwing a binder at someone on the street would be considered assault. That's the end of it. And this guy oh. is like, Gee, try prosecuting that. You know, you obviously haven't worked in capitalism and experienced tough bosses. And I'm like, dude, there is a world of difference between a tough boss who has high expectations of your work totally. product and doesn't put up with your bullshit excuses versus somebody who's throwing shit at you or attacking you personally yeah, no. or like abusing you. Those are separate. Yeah. And you've allowed them to come together because you think Which that makes that no makes that, that's how capitalism works. And it's like, what does no. Dalio say about this? You just finished, you just finished Dalio about, because he's all about transparency, but yeah. like, isn't, so what is his take on which part? At any of this, I don't know. I mean, it, it doesn't he isn't so. Where, where where's the line between radical transparency, which is what Dalio advocates? I believe yes. I have no fucking idea. Yeah. Uh, and being abusive, where's the line? Well, I think that he's. I mean, just on the same page as what I'm talking about. Like abuse is, doesn't even enter into it. Radical transparency means like telling someone, "Hey, you didn't do a very good job of that presentation." He, he in the book he has an email from one of his subordinates mm. saying, "Like, dude." I give you a D for your performance in that meeting. 
we had this much time allocated for what you were supposed to talk about. You spoke for two hours instead. It was rambling. It was all over the place. So it wasn't, it's not saying Ray Dalio, you're a, you're a cock. I fucking hate you. It's like going, you did it's not like do a good better. job. Yeah, which I totally agree with. And I he, agree with that, I mean, but it's a, it's a fine line. It really is a fine line. And he talks, it's hard to strike the right balance. And, and he says one of the- Throwing th- binders is obviously- Well, no, you can't. Yeah, that's, that's not a, radical transparency. No, that's nothing. That's abuse. Yeah, it's just but, abuse. Yeah, but what right. he talks about is if you have an opinion about something and someone else has a different opinion about how it went, one of the one of your jobs in a, in a workplace is to get in sync about what the actual circumstances are. You shouldn't have two differing opinions. There should be someone who thinks this way, someone who thinks that way, and then you need to come together to figure out why there's a difference. Who's wrong and yeah. who's right? So I, he would not advocate for being abusive, I don't think. Um, I'm sure that's a hard, weird place to work at. But Well, so what are you, what's your take on Dalio generally? On that book? Yeah. The, I it's think so it's, great. I love how you're just so into these workplace things. It's great. You should like become like a, a consultant. You, re, you really should. I told you my idea for a TV show, right? It's like a reverse undercover boss where I go in to fix workplace problems. Yeah. And then I just tell the boss he's shit. That's the conclusion of every episode. I'm like, dude, you're you're fucking horrible manager. You should stop doing this. Your employees are fine. You have bad systems. Well, which I don't is always know if you case. need to tell them that they should stop doing it. But yeah. uh, um, but I mean, I do think you, the fact that you're you have a real genuine interest in this, and it's very important. And I think that your perspective on it is very unique. And it's like it's it's really something that hasn't been discussed enough you know, at all. And I think that the fact that you're sort of naturally drawn to all these books about this topic is, it's cool. Yeah, I picked it up in an airport and it's sort of been sitting on my shelf forever. Yeah, so I've like, wanted to read it too. I've, I have a couple friends who have read it. It's it's good. I think it's science fiction for most workplaces. Yeah, I just don't just think, crazy. because workplaces are so hierarchy focused and guys who are bosses, 80% of the time, it's all about them being the boss. That's why they're that. So to have some underling tell them an opinion that they don't like. I had this experience recently at my current job. I'm not going to give too many details, but I got in trouble for telling a certain someone there that they needed to change their policies in, re- in regards to COVID. I was like, we just have to change. Like, we can't function this way anymore. And they were like, you, you can't send an email like this to an executive. I'm like, what? do you think there's some sort of like fundamental difference between us. <laughs> right, like right. I can't have opinions about how the company is run. Yeah. Fuck you. Yeah. Right, I work right, here. Right. I yeah. see how things are. You have a vice president in your title. That means shit. Yeah. It's funny. We started this episode talking about a big workplace evil person, which was kind of amazing that that happened to come up at the beginning of this. Cause that's actually, I got in big trouble early on at that job for writing such an email to that exact woman. Right. And it was the same thing. It was like, you can't talk to her that way. Yeah. You can't say that you, you know, this was not the right thing. And I was in trouble for it for like, I was on like probation because I had written this. I had to like fill out a bunch of forms about my like behavior improvement program. Nonsense. Because I had like talked back to this person that was above me. No. I I had the same circumstances, but crucial difference, this person Blind carbon copied the wrong people C on word? response. Yes. And there were other people at the company who were like, you, we can't be, uh, when somebody has an idea or something like that, you, yeah, can't, you can't be attacking them for yeah, it. Yeah, that's right. absurd. These right. are extraordinary circumstances. Yeah, exactly. So that, I that's going to make them look really bad. Yeah, yeah. I didn't go through the disciplinary part. 
And if I had been, I just would have said, you want to criticize me for like trying to make the company stronger during this disaster yeah, we're in? Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. I would love that. Yeah. That would be amazing. Well, but that, it's the whole yeah. idea that this person, because they're a vice president, yeah, they're somehow. like some aristocrat that you can't criticize. Well, it's like it's, it's completely disconnected. I, I I completely agree with you for the most part, and I and I feel like the modern panopticon, which is what this exact Hollywood Reporter article that I didn't get to write was about, is that you know the modern panopticon makes it so that you can't be an asshole as much because everybody's going to see what you say. Yes. So it's like you have to be conscious of that all the time. Um, I think that's good to a large extent because it makes it, it forces employers to not be assholes. On the other hand, um. Hierarchy is necessary to some degree. You know, I mean, there does yeah, have to disagree. be certain levels of... There does have to be, like, if this person has earned a position in the company that is, like, higher, they do have to be given more respect. I don't like the idea of a perfectly communist workplace where the intern can come in and if they have a stronger well, there's, personality, there's, they can just say whatever the fuck they want. Like, no, if you're a fucking intern, you need to shut the fuck up not talk back and just do what people are fucking telling you. Well, as, you know, that's as, different. As Ray Dalio would say, there's varying levels of what constitutes a believable person. If somebody has an opinion about something, uh, rating-wise, some people are more believable than others. So, like, if you get into it with HR about something, somebody in HR probably knows more about the related HR laws that apply to the state and what can and can't be done. So they probably have a more valuable opinion on HR. But that doesn't mean that you can't express your opinion. What you can't do but is have somebody in place. Because if like if particularly like for example in creative meetings. In creative meetings there has to be a different weight to different ideas. Because yeah. if you have if you have a bunch of people who just started and they're not good yet there has to be somebody who is, has the ability to silence different people yeah. and allow them to talk at different well, times. No, you know, like I don't disagree with that at all. But it's also like the act of criticizing a decision is not in and of itself bad. No, it, the no, act no, of definitely. disobeying a decision because you disagree with it—that's more of a yeah. problem because yeah. you are in a workplace and your boss can direct your work. Say, no, I need you to fo focus on this and not so much on this. Yeah, right. But right, right. to say, you can't ever send me an email going, why do we do stuff this way um, is bad. <clears throat> yes, Because no, sure, sure, it sure. stops the company from growing and from figuring out Well, and you shouldn't be having people come down on you for... Making suggestions. Making suggestions. Yes. And also, you know, in, in extraordinary circumstances, yeah, it, it, it that is more of a situation where everybody's kind of equal because you're sort of yeah. weighing what's well, going on my, with company policy. My point is that there's this, like, idea that executives have that they have some sort of, like, specialness to them and that that protects them from anyone being like, eh, I don't really like this thing that you did. Right. And... If you're a confident executive, you'd be like, well, that's your opinion. Yeah, sure. And we're going to move forward using my plan because I'm the CEO yeah. and you're just a grunt. Exactly. I've heard your complaint. And I disagree. I disagree. Yes, I, you're right. We're moving that's forward. how it should be. So, And that's what Dalio would say, right? Dalio yeah. would say that, I mean, his position would be that you want the best answer. And there's going to be people from whom you can estimate the best answer might come, but it's good to have enough people who are in the know help make the decision. So it's not a communist thing so much as 
making sure that the people who have the most expertise on the topic are involved with the decision making. And yeah, that you but have, see, best is so subjective. So I, I don't really agree with that. So the, there's a there's a line of thinking recently. But you're, you you work in a creative business. And yeah, Ray Dalio works in like a hedge fund. Well, but so, that's, that can be very creative. I there's, mean, there's serious decisions to be made. Yeah, but there's like investment. You know, what's the best investment going to be? Well, this part of the company thinks this about foreign markets. Right. But this company, which has more experience, thinks this. So it's safer to go with with these people. They're probably doing the best decision making and predicting. Meh, I don't know. That's it's so. Read the book. We I will. We had a thing us. recently that was. Uh, I, so I saw Tony Shea speak. Okay. Uh, who's, who's Tony Shea? Tony Shea is the uh, head of Zappos. Ah. And oh, he, and, okay. And yes. he has very I don't interesting. Know his name is pronounced that way. Yeah, he has very interesting workplace ideas. Yes. And it's like total. He has this idea that basically, you are employ. Uh, you're a customer of your boss. You're a customer of your boss. Yes. You are a customer of your boss, and it's your job. It's your. Uh, uh, your boss is wait, or is it reversed where your boss is a customer of you? I think it's you as an employee, you're a customer of your boss. Yeah, so it's very interesting, and and you can basically do whatever you want in yeah. Zappos. Like you can like do something totally unrelated to the core business. If it b- brings in business, yeah. it's like fine. So it's very interesting to hear him talk. It's very radical. Um, but there's this notion not related to Tony Shea, but sort of in this sort of radical new workplace. Uh, general milieu, which is the idea that in meetings now everybody gets the same amount of time to talk. Oh yeah, I don't. And I could not disagree. No, with I don't that. agree with that. It's like that's communism, and that's stupid because it's like so you need to allow natural leaders to rise and natural people who are more comfortable following to follow. You what, know, you have to allow that. I don't think that's a broad thing because it like Amazon the way they do their meetings is somebody writes a memo. Yeah. It's like a which narrative is cool. and everyone has to come in and be quiet and read the memo. And it's like six pages. So everybody's yeah. on the same page. Yeah, right, and then right. You start from there and then you start yeah. and there's no bullshit PowerPoints. Like, yeah, they say there's, they banned PowerPoints. Yeah. So there's no like bullshit. So yeah. you have to like write a serious memo and then everyone has to read it, which yeah. is cool. It's really smart. Yeah. I mean, most meetings, this is a cliche, but there's a lot of them can be conveyed via email. Yeah. People just like the idea of having a meeting because it feels productive, but right. the majority of the people in the meeting are not being productive. They're yeah. just sitting there right. listening to you talk. Right. That's always the case. Are we, you want to keep going with the bird article or go to others? <laughs> Do we have others? I did like this note from the bird article. A month earlier, someone in Bird's IT department had been tasked by his superiors to write a script that would allow the company to instantly shut down all the user's accounts, computer email, Slack, with the click of a single button, according to an employee. He was told the script would be used for general offboarding rather than the mass layoff that he ended up being included in. So the guy that wrote the yeah. script was laid off <laughs> oh, and locked out by ouch. his own script. Bury your own gra- or dig your own grave. Workers were told they would be receiving three months of health care benefits, but when they looked into it, they discovered the company is actually only providing coverage until April 30th. After that, employees have the option of enrolling oh, in Cobra. And Cobra is so expensive, dude. Yes. Cobra is bullshit. No, that is not at all. Everybody has the option of enrolling yes. in Cobra. As soon as you, if you get fired, you can enroll in Cobra. Yeah. 
according to an offboarding memo obtained by Why the fuck would they name it Cobra also? It's those, it's I think it stands for something. Yeah, but. I'm sure it does, but it's like, it, Cobra sucks. It's always like, oh, you can pay $2,500 a month to be on the, the, the same insurance. I just picture stupid G.I. Joe villains every yeah, time Cobra. they're running this healthcare yeah, operation. It's like dark. Cobra Commander dark. and Destro. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> These premiums are out of control. Uh, That's stupid. <laughs> I'm dumb for making that joke. There's a bunch of layoffs going going on right now and an article that i found that i was amused by is on hbr.org how to manage coronavirus business reviews ah. so people know how to manage coronavirus layoffs with compassion uh he suggests asking your employee is there a time when i can get 15 minutes of your full attention be forewarned you may get pushback they may anticipate <laughs> what's coming and some people aren't going to have the psychological wherewithal to deal with it he says in this case he recommends saying something like can you let me know when you're ready to have this conversation so I can tell you the next steps? And this, again, is the same problem. It's like doing this weird, fake speaking style yeah, just yeah. to be like, let's just get to it. Like, you're trying to manage their emotional response to it. Right, so you have yeah. no control over that. Let's just be direct and get to the point. They know that it's coming. Yeah. So totally. we don't need to make space for conversations to discuss next steps. Yeah, yeah. This is from Vox. Wait, go back to that for a second. Yes. So this is trying to say you may get pushback. So what the fuck is the employee going to say? Like, no, 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 sorry, not available. (laughs) (laughs) You can't lay me off if I'm ready for it. If I'm not available for a meeting, you can't lay me off. Bill's been working here for six years. (laughs) Every time we try to lay him off. I thought we just give up because... They just he runs away. I, I'm sorry, I'm not ready. I'm not yeah. ready. I'm not ready. And legally, you can't lay someone <laughs> off until you have a conversation with them. It's like getting served something. Process. If you could just put off the meeting forever, you just run away. Yeah. Like, nope, nope. I'm still working. God, I'm so. Bi- I have this huge project, I'm guys. Really I'm sorry. Next. I don't have time. I, don't I have, have time. no time for me. I don't have time for being laid off right now. I, yeah. I can't. I'm still working. Well, I guess you know. Yeah. All right. <laughs> what can I do? We did our best. <laughs> Actually, if you wanted to be a real troublemaker, you could do that as a boss. Like, if you want to preserve your employees, but I just can't. I can't get him. He's slippery. Yeah. <laughs> He's always busy. He's hiding. Right. I think that should be a business rule. If they can't find you to lay you off, you get to keep you working. You get to there. keep you. Like you can seat. run fast. Enough. But if they catch you, you have to. You have to take it. Like if they corner you in the office. But if you're at work and you're like leaving from the break room and you see the guy yeah. coming, if you run to your office and lock the door, come out of there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absurd. So this is from Vox. Uh, Laid off workers are getting bad severance packages and worse communication from their employers. Marriott, which op- uh, operates more than 6,900 properties worldwide, is one of many companies that has reduced its workforce in response to the coronavirus. Mike isn't surprised he lost his job as a doorman. If there's one thing people likely aren't doing amid a pandemic, it's going on vacation. But he doesn't agree with the way Marriott went about it. In an average year, Mike makes about $60,000, much of which comes from tips. He's received just one week of severance pay despite his seven years on the job, calculated using his base pay instead of his tipped wage. So who the fuck knows how much that is? It's Then he has this like Jackie Childs quote. Yeah. It's distasteful, disrespectful, and disappointing. <laughs> he said, Marriott's creed is take care of our employees so they take care of our guests, and they're not really living that. A Marriott spokesman clarified that no one had technically been laid off, but the tens of thousands of workers were being furloughed indefinitely. 
just being laid off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a number of people, uh, Marriott clarified they hadn't fired anyone. They had just stopped people from doing their jobs and discontinued paying them. Yeah. Uh, and what was the thing about this? Yeah, so it goes on with... with In Houston, workers yeah. at the dining room of the Post Oak Hotel, which is owned by billionaire Tillman Fortita, the CEO of the restaurant conglomerate Landry's, were reportedly told they wouldn't be able to get their sick days or other time off paid out to make up for lost hours while the restaurant was closed for eat-in service. <coughs> the hotel then backtracked, telling the Houston Chronicle that employees would be able to use their paid yeah, time Yeah, because that's off. illegal. I mean, that's definitely very illegal. You know, like wage and hour laws, it's probably different in Texas, but yeah. in California, wage and hour laws, speaking of bullshit lawsuits, it's uh, there is like a whole farm, what do you call it, cottage industry of uh, wage and hour attorneys that just milk the shit out of that system because... Every inevitably, if you look into any employer on earth, they've like at one point skirted the wage and hour law, so you can just fuck them forever. Well, I'm not opposed. No, I mean, I'm not opposed in some ways, but what I am opposed to is like lawyers making so much money off of this, and the actual people, you know, don't get that much. But the big thing that's so annoying, I mean, the second story is part of the same thing. The Star Restaurant Group in Philadelphia, which also places its workers on indefinite furlough, similarly told employees they wouldn't be able to use vacation or sick days to keep getting paid after the restaurant shut down. A Star representative later told Eater Philadelphia that the restaurant group was in the process of paying out hundreds of thousands of dollars in sick leave. Yeah. And it's like part of your benefits package, part of the reason you decide to go to a job is because of the benefits package. You get this many sick days, you get this many vacation days. If you can't use those during this time, it's like that's a, you were given a false deal. Yeah. Like if they're like, we give our employees 10 vacation days a year. It's like, okay, I'd like to use my vacation days while coronavirus shuts down a restaurant. I don't make any money. Uh, Sorry, no. Yeah, well, it's a a lot of things are, I had a friend uh, recently explained to me that American companies are defined in the business world largely by their lack of liquidity. No. Like European companies have like 80 billion and not billion, 80 million, a hundred million dollars in the bank just waiting for something like this to happen. Cause they've been taught to do that. No. Whereas in America, the reason why the whole fucking shit is melting down is that our companies are not prepared for anything like right. this. So they're, they're not liquid enough. They live week to week, just like the people do, you yeah. know? And so, they have insurance policies that supposedly pay these things out, but insurance policies are now trying to skirt and get out of paying the fucking thing. It's right. the, the system itself is the is just it's not really anybody's fault. It's the system is toxic yes. to begin with, and who ends up paying for it? The fucking taxpayer, because we bail these motherfuckers out. Right. So the advice I would have to anybody in America is just join the capitalist class. That's the only way to fucking get ahead. What does that you mean? just have to become a business owner. Ah. Cuz business owners are always protected. Yeah, you, you, they are the ones who get protected yeah, I mean, first. That's great advice, but how many people can actually do that? Everybody can at some at some level. I mean, it's like take get the loans, get in the system. You know, and once you start being in the system of people who are like responsible for the system, the system forgives you every time. I just got an SBA loan. Which was great. And it's legit. I mean, I have multiple incomes. I have 1099s and I pay people to do more to work for me. Right. I do that. It's I, I am a sole proprietor. You know, my sole proprietorship is me. It's like a Isaac Simpson copywriter. But it's like people do that. Stuff. Yeah. But I mean, I make money and then I pay people with it, you know, and I have multiple incomes that I 
you know, yeah, I just I don't think that everyone <clears throat> has the time or education or availability. Well, everybody's not going to listen to me, but to for the people who sort of like thing. are feeling stressed out about this and are stressed, I would highly recommend just start buying into the system of being an employer if you can. And it seems hard, but it's actually not that hard because you can pay somebody a little bit of money to do work for you. And once you get into that game, you start getting a lot more protection. You really start abusing your employees. Yeah, because because that's, Sexual harassment. the system is designed to bail out those people. It's not designed to bail out you. Right. It's not designed to bail out an individual. Well, maybe we should... Do something about well, that. Well, of course, I, I pay. I'm a Bernie guy too. I advocate for starting to support the workers themselves. But in the meantime, if that's not going to happen, the American system truly is so top heavy. And the top, the, those people, it's like Trump went bankrupt 18 times or whatever. Right. If you're if a big wealthy person and have negative 100 million in the bank account, you're way better off than somebody who has negative $500 <laughs> in the bank. Way better off. I always love that that's always brought up as this point against Trump. And I'm just like, nobody is going to be convinced by you saying that. Well, it's because that's how you play the, the game. And I think people, it, there really is, you know, like Rich Dad, Poor Dad. I've never read that book. Yeah. But but there is uh, a difference in the way that people who end up being wealthy view money. Right. And difference in the way that like kind of lower class people view it. Low, lower class people really view money as like water or something. Like it's like they need to have just enough you know it's like whereas very wealthy people view money as sort of a abstract concept like it's just but sort of something that's there you know i mean obvious reasons for why that is like you're acting right. that comes independently no but i'm what i'm saying is it's like, like super wealthy people view it that way cuz they can and people that yeah. view it in a water way it's because they have to but i'm saying it's like it's a self either way it's a little bit of a self-fulfilling prophecy you know it's like viewing it in the water way keeps it water whereas when you start to kind of pull out from that and view it as this thing that's just sort of slushing around out there it's not actually real i mean the rich people actually view it in the more accurate way money is not real it's fake it's a totally fake thing sure it's not actually water you know, it really is not a real thing. It's a, it's a contract, you know? So anyway. Um, so you're saying what, what should poor people do then? What is the, the key? Just being Start like, a company, get a loan. You could start, like get into that world. So get yeah, in the world credit of, is bad? What if it can't get well, then, it, you know, figure out how to repair your credit, figure out how to fake your credit, figure out how to, you know, there's. But that's the thing so is like people ways. are kind of stuck in this environment where they can't do anything they're just in stasis you always can't look i've had <clears throat> i've fought fought institutions uh, are we going to use anecdotes yes i love I, anecdotes. so i the uh, way back in the day the unemployment system fucked me because i like filled out some paperwork in the you know it's so complicated and i yeah. filled it out and so i was getting the wrong amount of money from the wrong employer i fought them through paper paperwork all the way up to the top i had a meeting with a judge just me and a judge sitting there they reversed it mm -hmm. because i just took it far enough same thing with Elizabeth Warren and my loan, my giant loan catastrophe that I was like borderline suicidal over for a while. I had like, oh, were you not around for this? No. Oh, wow. This was during the time that we weren't recording. Recently? I think I did talk about this. Why I was like pro Warren because like the loan system, I didn't talk about this. I think you did. Yeah, I think I talked about it a little bit. Uh, my loans got fucked because of a, an also like an application error, you know, one of these classic bureaucratic things. Right. And they were trying to erase my payment. They were trying to erase my years of income-based repayments. 
And they told me, oh, there's nothing we can do. You're totally screwed, blah, blah. And I fought them fucking tooth and nail to yeah. the very end. And they reversed it. Yeah. Because you just keep hitting them, keep hitting them, keep hitting them. They will turn it around. And, you know, this SBA loan was amazing. I mean, you you really can. You just got to deal with the bullshit. You got to deal with the paperwork. You got to get in there and, like, not get in despair and just fight the fight, you know? And I think that rich people really do have more of that view. You know, it's like a rich people... Yeah, you know? but if you are born and you have a substantial inheritance or you come from a wealthy family in general, like, you have the luxury of doing that. But that's not so easy for somebody who is you know, lower middle class or lower class in general yeah. to just generate because they just don't have those resources. Their whole life becomes about <laughs> but it, working it to survive. Resources, though. Well, it does though. Like if you don't have access to good education, if you don't have, if you live in like a rural part of the country and you can't make it happen for yourself, like there's a lot of mitigating factors right. that people who are not wealthy and don't come from wealth and don't have access to wealth have stacked against them. <laughs> well, I don't have any fucking access to wealth. I have no access yeah, to Yeah, but you went to None. I mean you went to school, right? You yeah. had access to education and sure. so forth. And you were able to uh you grew up in a fairly large city, right? Well, yeah. You know, you grew up close to one. So you do have access to a variety of stuff. I have that access other people to like social capital, right? That others don't necessarily like, have access I think to, about but not wealth. I, I don't have any access I, to I wealth. I think about like I used to live in these podunk small towns when I grew up, like Truth or Consequences, New Mexico, Wilcox, mm. Arizona, Ugh, just fucking shitholes. Yeah. Just, you know, and I look at people that are like my age and about the same status as me, basically, but it's like two different worlds because I got to move out and they're still there. And that may be for personal reasons they decided to stay there, but those people don't necessarily have all that ease of access that I've been able to. I of lived, course. I, I lived in New York and I lived in LA and, you know, I've, I've, I don't think I I don't think it's as easy for the average person to do this stuff as as you might. Well, as it takes a lot of the average person is always going to be the average person. You know, so, it's like the but, it's I'm not really talking to the average person. I guess I'm talking to like my former self where it seemed like you know, not having any access to wealth, these things were so insurmountable. You know, like having even enough money, you know, not living paycheck to paycheck seemed impossible. But it's not impossible. It's actually very possible. It's just, you know, I think it is a lot about the mentality. Like I would get so bogged down in in little amounts of money, you know, and you shouldn't get bogged down in those things. It's like don't get bogged down in tiny amounts of money ever. It's like it's such a stupid, that's the waste of time. Think more about how to build your access to capital to a degree where you can pay people to do shit for you, you know? Yeah. That's what I would say. I just think... And if you, even if you don't have the money, pay them to do it anyway, you I know? Just, I just think that there's there's a crucial piece that you're missing there that is not so easy for everybody. Even super ambitious people without access to stuff. Like, you know, if you can't, you know, you get a girl pregnant at some early age, so you got this kid that you have to take care of. Sure, you know, sure. You're going to pay for that mistake for the rest of your life. And that influences what you can do. Cause you still got to take care of this kid. I got to keep track of where the kid is and yeah. make sure that he gets educated. And slowly that eats up all your time. You know, yeah. I got a sick mom that I have to make sure is taken care of. She can't work. So I need to have a place for her to stay. She has to live with me or she's got to live somewhere else. Yeah. And I'm the only one that's responsible for this, you know, that sure. sort of thing. People are definitely, uh, <clears throat> we don't, you know, victims of their circumstances. And, and systemically we don't make it easy. Like, 
for these people. No, you have no you have no argument from me that the system is obviously rigged yeah. and fucked and not designed for common people because to make it up anymore. I, but- I agree with you, of course, in that, yeah, it's good if you can make this stuff happen for yourself. And there are ways. Like you can form an LLC and you don't need to form an LLC. Do all that you stuff. don't need to form an LLC. Well, whatever, whatever, whatever you your, whatever your business structure you want to do is you, yeah. you have options that are available to you, but there's also a large piece of the puzzle that is related to what is going on in your life and circumstances that you don't have any control over. Of course. Of and, course. And it's hard for those people to hear, Hey, if you just do it, it'll happen. Like, but you sound like it reminds me of the incel mentality where they're like, they're like, but I'm ugly and I no, it's not an, you know women don't like me. I'm autistic. Blah blah blah. And it's, it's not. Like, an, it's like yeah, okay. You can dwell in that forever, or you can you know find ways to not be like that, you know. It's not an incel mentality. And I feel like there, there's a mentality that certain poor people have, or certain middle class people have, where it's just like, well, there's nothing I can do about it. And it's like that's not fucking true. There is stuff you can do about it. You know, that's you really can. You know, it is possible. I guess I was just saying it depends on what's going on with you. Yeah. That's the thing. And, you know, I mean, like just the very simple fact of healthcare being attached to your employment. There's, I'm sure, many more people who were like, I could start my own business. I just don't have the fucking time because I got to like go to work, come home, take care of my kids, yada, yada, yada. But I have this idea for a business that I could work on. But I have a kid. He's got diabetes. I need to make sure he's covered health insurance wise. This is my access to health insurance, and unfortunately, it's a job where I have to work sixty hours. A well, week. but which which story is more common? Is the story more common that you know somebody in that circumstance leaves their job to start their own business, and then their diabetes kid dies because they don't have access to health in, health care? Does that which is more common that? Or somebody spends the rest of their lives miserable and complaining because they felt like they didn't have the option. It's like, I feel like the the risk aversion is not real. The things you're afraid of most of the time are not real. Like the that outcome doesn't actually happen. Nobody's, first of all, in America, nobody starves to death, right? That doesn't happen here. So I don't know if that's true. Well, I mean, I think you look around. I don't think the data supports that. Uh, at all. I think I'm, you're just saying things. I don't think anybody starves to death in the United States. Uh, I have to disagree. Why? Well, who knows? Do they? It's I, just, I think there's data that supports my position. That you many take people... the system for what the system is. If we were living in the jungle, I would say be fucking risk averse as shit. You know, make sure you have enough money. Treat that water like the water, blah, blah, blah. But in our current system, there is so many layers of protections to protect somebody who's not a total piece of shit from falling all the way down that you really have the freedom to take a lot of risks if you really want to. I don't know. I just don't see it that way. I see I see it not like a jungle situation, but it is it, I think it's rough. It's rough for a lot of people. It's not that easy. We don't yeah. make it easy on people in this society to do these types of things. And not everyone has the same backstory where they can make it happen for themselves. Yeah, and sure. I have immense sympathy for people that are stuck. It's hard to get out of that stuckness. And sometimes it's internal. And it's just like, ah, I'm just too risk averse to do it. But sometimes it's external. And it's just like, I've weighed my options. Yeah. This is the least worst that I can do right now. Well, we, I would, the thing I'll agree with you is we have so many traps set up. Yes. By bad actors who are greedy assholes. Yes. And they have set, they've taken advantage of the system to set up all these traps, yeah. which is like the insurance trap and the, 
um, education trap, which I fucking fell in full board, didn't do. I? We're still yeah, doing. you know, I fell into that fucking trap. Yeah. And those traps are set up, and it's up to your parents and it's up to you to avoid those motherfucking traps. Yes. And I agree, from a policy perspective, those traps should be eliminated, and because it's not helping anybody besides greedy pieces of shit. And you know, those people should be fucking guillotined, as far as I'm concerned. But I do also believe in personal responsibility to a degree, in the sense that yeah, those traps exist. You can't do, you know, you can do your best to vote people into power that'll deal with them. But in terms of your everyday life, uh, <clears throat> you got to be aware of those traps and understand that falling in them necessarily isn't as bad maybe as you think. Anyway. <coughs> coronavirus. A lot of talking. A lot of talking. Being killed by coronavirus. All right. All right. Big announcement. We're laying off our producer. <laughs> Charles. Yeah. Charles uh, is laying himself off. I've been informed by Zoom meeting with <laughs> Isaac that I'm being laid off. Right. Move forward with a non-union, non-union crew member. Non-union crew member. Yeah. All right, bye. Okay, bye. You want a daddy to take your panties off? That's right. If you want a daddy to take your panties off, you can contact us in a variety of ways. You can email us at notahugefanpodcast at gmail.com. You can join our forum, which is nahf.boards.net. Make a username and you'll get sometimes interesting posts there. It's deliciously early internet. Yes, it's really horrible forum yeah you can call us on our voicemail line which is 213-262-9544 and as always please rate and subscribe to us on your preferred platform or if your preferred podcast platform doesn't have ratings rate us on apple podcasts that's the best one to do it at yeah uh you can find me at isaacsimpson.com my email is on there it's my copywriting portfolio site um, although there is mention of the podcast on there as well. Um, and uh, I've got a new project that I'd love for you to check out, which is called collabgenerator.com, C-O-L-L-A-B generator.com. Um, it's sort of a art project that makes fun of the lack of creativity in the branding industries uh, or the marketing industries. So um, to give that a check out. And uh, yeah, you can find my email on um, my website if you want to email me personally. <laughs> you can follow me on Twitter on my dog shit Twitter account which is at Funzeroni and all my social media is at Funzeroni when I reactivate it. I think Instagram is currently down but it might go back up again and uh, yeah that's it. Bye. Bye. Bye.